0: It's time for another episode of Off The Record, On The Rocks. Join Michael Toner and Ankarina Lara and break down the latest news on all things crypto, metaverse, and Web3. Filtering out noise and connecting dots as we pour ourselves into the future.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back to another Off The Record, On The Rocks with my good friend, Mr. Ankarina Lara. How are you doing, sir?
0: We're doing great. We survived Hurricane Hillary here in the Los Angeles area. We survived the tornadoes and the earthquake, and I also survived having all my crypto shaken out of me down by the ATM earlier today. (laughs) It's been a wild
1: last week. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the the news coming out of Southern California, this once-in-a-lifetime occurrence of, of a hurricane, first time in 60 years, turns out to be a little bit of a dud. There was a lot of FUD. It made the news. I texted you the the aerial helicopter shot of kind of the normal beach, but the panic and hysteria in the reporter's voice really made me concerned uh, for your safety, so I'm glad to hear it wasn't all that bad. Uh, and then in the crypto markets, I mean, I don't know where to start on this. The, the big one for me is just this massive drop, uh, this critical moment in the market we got a 10 percent, 12 percent swing down uh rumors flying in the past five or six days around elon musk spacex potentially spe- selling off i think it was 300 million bitcoin you know is this market manipulation so let's get your take uh everything from hurricanes to to bitcoin price drops
0: yeah look you know when i when we talked about this we've had so many of these types of things in los angeles right hysteria moments but you know often they're really serious wildfires were running rampant or earthquakes they're very real of course um but when someone when i heard that there was a hurricane coming and they showed a little chart it really didn't feel like it was gonna be much of anything but that didn't stop a lot of crazies from running on stores pet food whole aisles of fancy feast cleared out because god forbid that whiskers starves to death before that little cat gets drowned. Anyway, it uh, turns out that everyone was fine. Little hot rain came down, but you know, that fun and hysteria, like you're saying, slow news cycle, so it makes it real easy to cover a, a hurricane that's named Hillary. I wonder if she'll be running in November because that would be some nice marketing for her, uh, but that's all gonna kind of hit and kind of pass. And then we have more fun in crypto because we're, you know, we're between two full moons. We talked about the first full moon in August the blue moon at the end of august crypto markets acting weird and then like you said everyone needs a reason right why why did the market dip and everyone right now is pointing at elon musk and saying it was because his company sold some bitcoin if then then the price went down which I mean, if you if you're someone like who just casually reads the paper, maybe you believe that that one person could sell some Bitcoin and fully manipulate the market. Maybe that's actually the message they want to project, because if you're in the business of regulating a market and leading up to the regulation, which we know is coming probably sometime after Labor Day, but before Thanksgiving, then you would like to be able to point to those times in the summer like that crazy time during the hurricane when mr musk manipulated the market and we need to protect you retail investor from these kinds of actions of both acts of god and acts of elon musk so i think there's a lot of a lot of fun flying around
1: yeah i i don't know what to make of it i mean i'm i'm reading what seems you know reputable reuters articles talking specifically <laughs> you know that this some spacex report was quote the immediate catalyst for Bitcoin sell-off? I mean, I I just, I find that hard to believe. They're only talking about 373 million, which, you know, in terms of the total market cap, it is hard to understand how that would work. Um, And is it just a, just FUD? I mean, I I don't think I saw any tweets or anything uh, from Elon about his involvement in this or, or, or lack thereof. You'd think he'd be calling it out if it if he didn't have anything to do with it, but I don't know, maybe that makes things worse for him, uh, especially if he's probably trying to bring some sort of, uh, you know, cryptocurrency uh, payment mechanism into the X platform. I have mm-hmm. continued to see a ton of people posting about the uh, the creators' royalties being paid back for for X, and really, I think this is where Elon's trying to take it. But um, you know, hard to believe that it's market manipulation, but at the same time. BlackRock queuing up this, you know, spot Bitcoin ETF, this would be a natural accumulation period in a pretty normal cycle. So for the price to kind of keep coming down, have these fluctuations, but hover around this 30,000, maybe a little bit down, you get a 10% discount that typically happens before the next bull run. and. You know, if the ETF is trying to smooth that out, talk me through, you know, what, what advantage is it to have this price drop to accumulate and then launch the ETF and somewhat, I think we talked about last time, control the price to the retail investor?
0: Yeah, I think, well, it's underlying it all, I think when you have someone who is capable of selling or buying large amounts of Bitcoin, right? Remember, it wasn't that many weeks ago that Michael Saylor. Uh, the CEO purchased, a, I, don't, I don't think it was quite as much. It was the CEO of MicroStrategy, but I don't think he was, I'm trying to think of the exact amount. I want to say it was like $158 million of Bitcoin. It was some large number, but it wasn't as much as the sell-off was. But if you recall, he acquired it. And when the market and the price of Bitcoin went up to 30 k everyone said, Oh, well, obviously it's because Michael Saylor bought all this Bitcoin. So it would follow that then when it starts to drop some number of thousands of dollars. Again, it only goes from like 30 to 27 or 28. It's only a couple thousand bucks before they made the article, wrote the article about how is Elon Musk selling it. So it almost, you know, like you said, it seems a little strange that one little move in a multiple trillion dollar market could actually make it move. But the psychology, I think, is that, hey, if you can put out there that there is a reason the price is going down, you can show fear and greed indexes where everyone's more fearful, then I feel like if you are someone who has tons of money or and or you're an institutional investor who's looking to go and purchase a bunch of Bitcoin, then you can go do that for a discount. Like, why wouldn't you just try to give a discount to your pals? Now, as long as JP Morgan or Fidelity or Wells Fargo or or US Bank or BlackRock doesn't announce like, hey we're going to go buy three hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin from this one wallet that everybody knows is our wallet, then no one notices right like you if you go and just buy say five million a whole bunch of times through all your various you know apparatus your various network because these banks have many different entities that can purchase Bitcoin, well, then you just got a really nice discount. You save ten twenty percent and so whenever whenever I see the price go down, well a, I like to buy some Bitcoin because I'm like what's well, on sale, and clearly somebody's getting a deal and b We talked about this before, the swings up and down are gonna continue and they're either A, gonna be used for institutional people who are in the know to get a discount, not unlike the way the Congress people get discounts on stocks because they know something we don't, because someone tells them in advance, it's gonna go down, um, or B, they actually are just using this as data points to show as they build their narrative, when they bring the ETF, is to say, hey, Mr. Toner, This Bitcoin ETF is very safe. It's very stable because we're protecting it against these swings. You remember, and let me show you this little film reel of the summer when it swung up and down wildly. Well, you don't want anything to do with that. So that's why the ETF is coming to make sure that you don't have to weather 80% swings up or down. I think it's just all part of both those things happening. Accumulation, like you said, and then building a narrative of we're protecting you, the retail investor.
1: I'm going to take a couple of those threads and then I want to move the conversation forward to the SEC, get to the regulation, because we know the ETFs are happening. We know BlackRock, the applications. We talked about the uh, the ARC, uh, Kathy Woods application kind of being kicked down the road. Uh, looks like BlackRock's going to get the front runner. In the past five days, we also heard news out of Europe, their Ethereum ETF. There's rumors about the Ethereum ETF here in the States. I just sent you two things. That kind of stick out to me to try to connect some dots here, but this one is from uh, today, this morning, uh, from CoinDesk. Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin sends one million ETH to Coinbase. Um, yeah. So why is he sending a million dollars over to Coinbase? That's interesting. Is this somehow to signal, you know, the partnership? uh the allegiance between ethereum and coinbase coinbase is the anointed one if there's going to be an ethereum etf you best believe coinbase knows about it well y'all probably need some eth in that coinbase account here's vitalik sending it over to them that one uh just breaking today what's your take uh can you connect that actually i sent
0: you that i sent you that this morning too i saw it um but i I got buried in all this flurry of stuff to me i mean a million dollars it seems so small it, i mean vitality but is it makes cre- a headline it's the creator of ethereum and i was just thinking to myself what what could the coinbase possibly need one million dollars for which is why there's something else underneath here it's not the money either there's no news and coinbase needs their name in the news so they just move a million bucks and <laughs> write a story uh, or is he investing in that new Coinbase Futures kind of, the, the altcoin casino play? Is it purely that they're because the ETF talk is coming, that Ethereum needs to show that they're you know partnering with? The, the, this one to me, I, I just didn't even understand. It felt yeah. like it was not a number that should make anybody care, but it's like this big story. Either CoinDesk has nothing to, to write about, Or there's some real, like, big announcement about to come. I just didn't know what to do with it.
1: It is interesting for a Monday. We didn't get a ton of news this past weekend, so we're, you know, I I like to let the listeners know which days we're recording. Typically, we do Fridays. Here, we're coming into a Monday, but the news cycle is getting heated back up. It's back-to-school time here in the U.S. Uh, I feel like all of this nonsense, all of these crazy headlines, all of this distractionary news media... The SEC still been busy. Uh, this ruling from, you know, that they are allowed to appeal uh, the ruling in the Ripple decision. So we we've talked about this. I want to get to it. Uh, we talked about this in past shows. The original ruling from the judge saying that Ripple is not a security. Um, the SEC now appealing that, but they're not appealing the part of the ruling that says Ripple is not a security, I don't know how to make sense of this other than you've got Ripple's CTO coming out yesterday on Sunday, Monday to kind of get out in front of this story a little bit. I don't know what expertise their CEO, or CTO, David Schwartz, no offense, but um, you know this feels like a financial matter. So for the chief technology officer to be addressing it, just you know from a peer marketing and communications perspective, I put that hat on for a moment. The messenger here was important to me. Anyway, uh, according to Shorts, the SEC is seeking an appeal at this specific point based on the interpretation that the legal case has not yet concluded. It's like they want to pause this case to wait for
0: what? Yeah, I mean, because he's technical, it almost feels like the gambit here is we need to shift this conversation and the focus to the more technical aspects of this platform. Away from the legal precedent of the platform because the nuance originally was if you were to have purchased Ripple's token, which is called XRP, directly from Ripple, well, then obviously that would be a security per the Howey test from so long ago. But if you acquire it from an exchange, like an open marketplace, it wasn't. And so, again, that half ruling. And so what we what we know, you and I know, is the SEC says, okay, well, that's not satisfactory because we just need a full ruling. So we're going to push this appeal out into April of next year, which conveniently, timing-wise, puts it out past so many other things that I think would establish enough precedent for the SEC then to come back around and tell these guys that it's all securities. Now, just to be clear for our listeners, we don't – I don't think want or don't want anyone to be called a security. Record. We're not here to judge any of that. We're just sort of talking about this news. But it's very significant because if this were to be considered a security, you would have a hard time imagining how anything else could possibly not be called a security. It would really be one of the most defining precedent-setting cases. They've already filed against library. It's one of those ones that basically no one's ever heard of. It was called like LBRY token. Right. Um, How they just went after those little guys, who knows. But they tried to establish a little bit of precedent. But this Ripple one obviously is a big one. So to me, the whole article feels like fud. It came out on a Sunday. Like you said, the CTO is commenting on legal matters of all people. Um, It doesn't feel like it has really any way. The article literally just says, hey, stay tuned because the thing is going to be talked about again in April doesn't really even suggest what the nuance is. It just says that they're going to discuss the nuances. But I think we just want to rewind it for the listeners that this is so big, but why is it being kicked into April? Well, because when we get out of this into the fall, back to school, coming into, you know, Labor Day, everyone's going to come back and need to regulate. We're going to need to have black and white answers about how candidates are going to be accepting Cryptocurrency as part of campaign donations. Reminder, you cannot use your Visa and MasterCard to donate with credit. It has to be cash, fiat, or checks, or this time, crypto. Once all those black and white rules are in place, in November, everybody will announce who's running, who's not, who has the funding. Go into the holidays. Come out of Martin Luther King holiday into some more regulation, into a nice sort of breakneck pace towards spring break which coincides with coming right back after that to this Ripple thing. And at that point, God, we're like, what, six more months down the road with more precedent and more whatever? I have a hard time imagining how these Ripple guys get out from under the SEC. Because by that time, they're going to have to say what Bitcoin is. It's a commodity, what everything else is, Ether, security. We're going to have ETFs, Bitcoin ETFs. We're going to have Ethereum futures products. Will Ripple start saying they want to make a, a Ripple ETF just to just like to play ball? Probably to confuse things. Like I think we're going to end up watching this kind of amazing fireworks show. But to believe that the American government somehow not going to be the winners in this is also kind of hard for me to, to believe.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love when you start going to the path, and we talk a lot about the calendar. You, you mentioned earlier in the show, too, about the moon cycle. It is still deep August, so I, even as I'm saying back to school, the back to school calendar has moved over the last you know decade or so, a lot of states starting before Labor Day, but I really think it buys time. Uh, especially here in Washington, D.C., especially here on Capitol Hill, to get the staffers back, even if the senators are still back glad-handing, even if they're still in Iowa eating fried foods and, and you know, shaking hands and kissing babies at state fairs, the staffers, no doubt, are back in Capitol Hill uh, figuring out, you know, the next chat GPT prompt to spit out the next uh sec guidance that's going to go up on the blog i i would fully expect that you continue to get this clarification if gensler isn't back on another roadshow in the next couple weeks ah you also this week have the fed we we got to get to uh jackson hole you mm. know you've got these guys all talk about you know uh going going out fly fishing out in wyoming to try to get some deals done what is this inflationary situation how are we going to get a handle on it how does crypto regulation play into it i have no doubt in my mind that these the you know the Fed's got to be thinking about the deflationary nature of all of these things that now gensler is trying to regulate and the feds probably thinking guys no we we need to own this we have to own this if it's going to be plugged into fed now if people are going to be paying their taxes and donating to campaigns i don't care whether it's a security or not if i'm drone pal i care whether or not i know whose money it is whose account it's in whose account it's being transferred to and is Mm -hmm. it backed by a real us dollar not whether it's a security and not who you bought it from so i think that playing out at the real macro level uh, will be interesting to see the comments. They never are gonna comment on crypto. They haven't talked about it, but they talk about inflation. And I bet if you read the tea leaves there, we might get some hints of what does this mean for BlackRock? <laughs> are markets <laughs> cooling? Is inflation coming down? Is now the time to be accumulating and buying because there's now going to be a new market framework that allows for new markets to, to thrive, to for companies to use this technology and build on it.
0: And I think too, part of that is it's them again, reshaping the conversation, leveraging all that's happened since the beginning of this year, since the end of last year, right there, if we're looking at the whole cycle and FTX and all these other major crypto firms fabulously collapse, then you have banks starting to fabulously collapse, right? The backers of those are collapsing. And what's the big story behind all that? Well, you're not safe because the institutions that you put your faith and trust in themselves weren't faithfully backing your investment per the rules the United States government has in place, the FDIC rules, oh, but wait a second, these companies don't adhere to those rules. That was a big revelation to everyone in the in the u s right Oh God, the FTF doesn't back these people the same way that my bank does that's interesting. so all in this kind of narrative goes is they peel back these these layers of the onion, so now we get to Jackson Hole, now we get to ETF times I 'm thinking about how you can now explain very clearly and very in a very legal, I guess, way, or one that has precedent, that there are financial products that exist, that are backed. And you and look, here's BlackRock, and here are these huge banks, and we back them. But because they're an ETF, this Bitcoin ETF does not have to be backed by Bitcoin. This Ethereum ETF doesn't have to be backed by Ethereum. Does Jerome Powell care? Does Fink from BlackRock care what it's backed by? No, as long as it's money, right? <laughs> Follow that money. So if you want to go buy some ETFs, well... How about if I'm BlackRock, I'll accumulate when I damn well want to accumulate. And I'll accumulate my my own Bitcoin and my own Ethereum when the price is right for me and my friends. I'm not in any rush. I'll just make it go down when I need to and I'll go accumulate it. By the way, none of these products I'm selling you that are called Bitcoin or Ethereum ETFs have any need to have be backed by any crypto. So don't tell me to go mine and go out and buy Bitcoin. I'll accumulate when I want. I have money. I have trillions of dollars. So I back it for you. And all you're going to need is these guys to roll in figure out the way they want to explain it and probably use that whole FDIC protection, everyone. And most Americans don't have a quarter million dollars of crypto anyway, so they're like, oh, I like this, and off we go. So I think that, like you said, dead summer, where's the best place to get deals done? If it's not the golf course, it's fly fishing on the Snake River, looking up the Tetons and thinking, hey boys, how are we gonna build this next big mountain of crypto? I got some ideas. Let's just reshape the narrative. And I feel like right now, these guys, man, They're having those late night bonfires, smoking (laughs) stogies and just kind of chuckling their way into the stars and waiting to come back, waiting for Labor Day. I am
1: looking at Coindesk. This is from not more than two hours ago. Stephen Alfer headline reads, (laughs) Bitcoin bulls mull the meaning of new Fed messaging on inflation and interest rates. And they've got uh, the Wall Street Journal's Nick Timmeros, known as the Fed Whisperer. Uh, talking about in his column today, the so-called neutral rate of interest could be far higher than previously thought. Uh, so, it's super interesting that this these two things are connected. You know that the the U.S. the SEC trying to maintain control over what what you know otherwise would have been a fully decentralized market. If they can define what's a security and what's not, and have regulation and and oversight via Apparati like Coinbase, they can manage it. Does that help the Fed? Does the Fed need that? It's super interesting to me. But just because I mentioned Coinbase um, and and the special role that they're playing in all of this, Mm -hmm. um, I really think uh, this this other headline that uh, caught my attention on Coindesk, this is from two hours or one hour ago. Coinbase acquires a stake in stablecoin operator circle and USDC adds six new blockchains. So Coinbase now getting into Circle, which we've talked about here, the mm-hmm. original inventor of USDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got Ethereum transfer and a million bucks over to Coinbase. We've got Coinbase acquiring a stake in Circle in USDC. You've got the Fed out in Jackson, Hall, Jackson Hole, and you've got Gary Gensler, where, where is he? Uh, I have not heard anything recently other than him screaming at the case at the Ripple case <laughs> saying we want to appeal. Um, well,
0: he he's still screaming about let's be honest. He's still on the AI train. Oh, uh, um, that's right. I don't I don't think he's backed off of that. But it's interesting that since we recorded last when I mean literally every bit of news felt like it was right out of the AI corner of the ring and this week I don't know maybe someone someone read you know the the trending Twitter or trending trending platform X terms and advise them to like hey let's back off AI you know people are like they're a little sick of it you know they we, we need to focus on this hurricane like let's just kind of we're gonna lose any AI messaging right hurricane was pretty dominant so it felt like actually the natural disaster cycles kind of prevented a lot of these other news cycles which maybe we're not going to see them unload and then the other thing I was going to say is that the Fed and this inflation talk you know talk about how they've redefined like what the word inflation means right you know inflation was always a wildly negative term always and they figured out a way to almost smooth out the word inflation the way a bitcoin etf smooths out the price of crypto where now they're talking about how inflation is at the exact right level it should be at because look at these job reports and look at this blah blah, blah economy report. This is the new normal. look at look at the biodynamics of this. Oh yes. Like like hey this inflation number might seem it's 5 6 7% but that's right where it needs to be. So we're really proud of it. We're proud of this inflation number because you know what that inflation number prevents? The de-dollarization. <laughs> that's right. I'm bringing it back because if you're in the if you're in the business of being an American uh, regulator and or the American government the fed and you need to wrestle control of crypto in the united states and simultaneously wrestle control of crypto and tame that beast around the world well the only way you're gonna be able to tame that beast around the world as your coin bases run off and finances run off doing deals with random foreign countries to be their settlement providers everyone's running out and getting a little money from all these international companies and the u.s government's like wait a second the way that we can control this without having to go tell Coinbase to not go to Mexico or Canada or the Seychelles is we can just make the American dollar so strong by countering de-dollarization, by raising interest rates that we're now going to control the value of all stable coins. Yeah. And, now we're, and now once they've just established that stable coins are under their control – well then how else are you gonna transfer money to get real cash out of crypto? Yeah,
1: and once the everyday consumer is using it in PayPal and using it in Venmo and using it on my Amazon and I'm buying stuff on Spotify and putting it in my digital wallet and it just functions and works exactly the way it does today, it's just using this new instant payment system, Uh, then all of what you just described comes to fruition. The consumer uh, is none the wiser and I want to get to what you were just talking about in terms of the global aspect of this. So I want to get to what's happening in, in Kenya, which I, I know you sent me this article, but I'm also looking at uh, the uh, uh, expansion de-dollarization on agenda as South Africa hosts BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, yeah, and, and South Africa. Yeah, guess who didn't
0: come? Guess who didn't show up to that? The Let R. Me ah. It was just BICS. Ru- apparently Russia didn't show.
1: Interesting.
0: And that was like a real weird miss because I guess Putin normally is like personally at every one of these events or at least one of his major delegates.
1: That's... I heard that he didn't
0: show up. I don't know if that's still true or not, but that's another one that I thought I saw buried under the hurricane news that like there was a surprise absence uh, out of this latest BRICS meeting. But yes, the international component you just described, right? We talked a little bit about world coin. Let's go a little bit back into the AI stuff. I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about de dollarization, but that's prime well, topic here among these guys.
1: Just the fact that then so this is happening, you've got South Africa, and then this <laughs> article that you sent me, Kenya forms parliamentary committee to investigate WorldCoin. When I when I saw this, it made me think of a headline and we talked about it on on the show you know, months ago. I think when there were these uh these sort of delegates being sent in to investigate uh you know, I don't even remember what it was in Hong Kong. It was like to investigate crypto exchanges and like, like even the fact that this parliamentary committee is is being set up to investigate this thing of like do they need WorldCoin? It's super interesting and, and I'll take one take because we can talk about what does this mean for Kenya. <laughs> do, do we need WorldCoin? I love that that's their topic. <laughs>
0: It's so weird.
1: uh, Do you? No, probably not. But you need need a mechanism with which to identify people as humans, know who they are, and have a zero-trust-based payments mechanism that could be facilitated on the blockchain. That all makes sense to me. But why is the government like investigating this asset, this controversial asset. Why is this headline breaking through? It just seems confusing to me. Like, were they, do they need it? Why, why, are, they, why are they forming a committee to investigate this?
0: Well, with this, this, you know, to me, it was partially a little fud, right? Because, well, the first thing is the question, that's rhetorical. Does anybody need WorldCoin, right? And I, I guess you could say, you could answer yes or no. When WorldCoin. I, I, I think the answer is like, well, why? No, we don't. Okay. But the reason why it's being promoted to a lot of these African nations is the same reason why Cardano, which is a, a blockchain that's been around for years, that they, this guy Hoskinson comes out and talks about his great benevolent roadmap, which is all about... We talked about this a couple years ago, right? If the blockchain could just be used to help track migrants at the US-Mexican border, could the blockchain be used? And I think the example was in Nigeria, it tracks everyone's uh, educational record. So when you apply for colleges, you just come and scan your thumb and off you go. Like a lot of good use cases, the DMV trying to use driver's license mechanism, et cetera, et cetera. So it makes sense. We understand why it's important, right? Um, Kenya, Nigeria, a lot of these forward leading African nations. Well, what's WorldCoin? Well, we're going to scan your irises, right? We talk about this and how everyone's so involved scanning people's eyeballs. Apple likes doing it, so does WorldCoin. But, you know, the same way we create, we, the United States, create congressional divisions who explore things like UFO sightings, so does the Kenyan government creating some weird parliamentary committee to explore a random cryptocurrency. So on the one hand, while it feels like it must be kind of important to them, the other hand, it's like, well, but we investigate UFO technology and pretend like that's real. So maybe these guys are just like, hey, it's summer. What if we just get together and like hang out and talk about WorldCoin for a week and like we can make articles and people will care again. Um, to me, it just feels like the, what bubbles up is the AI implica- impl- implications of just when we all go into the metaverse and we all are going to have to have our digital record of this, right? Apple already has what WorldCoin is trying to get, right? It already has our face and our eyes. Dude. So we all agree that that's the way into the metaverse, is this the kind of thing that's just a, a, a little like a, a little p- a pothole in the road? Yes. Or is this really what we all have to go to is give our eyes in order Dude. to go into the metaverse?
1: I'm going to go ahead and call it and say yes, and I'm going to say I figured this out today, this morning, and now I'm putting this piece together live on the show, which is I logged into LinkedIn this morning (laughs) and I was prompted to verify my profile. Very Platform X-esque. I have gone through, I paid the $8 for what then was Twitter blue, I get an invoice, they check my profile, whatever, whatever, I get a blue check mark, great. Never seen this on LinkedIn before. Popped up, I click it, it then prompted me to scan a QR code, loaded an app, and the next thing was, And I took a screenshot of it. I'm going to find it. I don't have it at the ready here, but it said, uh, I identify yourself with clear C L E A R all caps. You've seen it in the airport, you know, clear the equivalent of TSA pre-check, but private label your eyes. I just Googled it. LinkedIn collaborates with clear to bring free identity verification to Canadian users. I'm not in Canada. I got this link today, and this is from 29 minutes ago. Microsoft, OpenAI, WorldCoin, clear. They need to know who you are when you post on LinkedIn. I need to know who created it. When you Mm. transact in WorldCoin, I need to know who this person is. To me, that is getting at a really interesting identity, ownership, IP, and ai and how is it all being processed is clear have any uh, do they have a token is there a clear token honestly is there any decentralized I don't know, but aspect of their platform what you
0: just described is the timing is perfect um i was just at a couple airports recently my my family was as well and you know pandemic happened right there was a period of time 2019 and earlier I mean, I was basically traveling two, three days a week, every week, right? I have TSA pre, I have clear, I'm jaunting in and out of airports 15, 20 minutes before the flight goes, no problems, because all my my face in the machine scans my eyes and off we go. Yeah. To think that we're now maybe finally on the other side of it with a fall, even though they say COVID is surging again, it's not nearly as... Uh, as uh, the, the, the symptoms aren't nearly as dramatic but this is about to be that labor day timing we keep talking about it big announcements what happens right after labor day well everyone starts business travel again and when these companies start forcing people into the offices more than three days a week people are going to be back on planes just i was there at the airport you see guys in their backpacks their little day packs like guys in suits you know they're not traveling for family stuff they're getting back on the road and if linkedin can be the partner the business social network partnering with the business travel solution, why wouldn't you just scan your eyes and give it to LinkedIn via whatever that little app was, even if you weren't Canadian? And I mean,
1: it makes the sense. Fact they're
0: starting in Canada, it makes sense, right? Let's start the Bitcoin ETF in Europe. Let's start the Ethereum ETF in Europe and see what happens. Start the clear partnership in Canada, see what happens. We'll I don't know how I got
1: prompted. It has to be in the U S cause I literally got prompted for this today and I don't have clear. I have TSA. And so when I got to that, I was like, Oh shit, maybe I should get clear. Literally. That was the thought I had of, I would like to have my Microsoft profile verified to know that it's me. It's my face. What I'm writing is my words, etc. To me, there's value there. Now, if I can verify my LinkedIn account and have it connected to my, uh, you know, my, my Delta account. When I, when I log in, logging in with LinkedIn, we're going to get back to that scenario where LinkedIn becomes the wallet. Apple becomes the wallet. Apple's got the face ID. I mean, this is, we're we're getting there, which is exactly what you just said. Not more than two minutes ago, which is is this the pothole that we're all going to have to go through to get to the metaverse? Is this what we're all going to have to go through to get to the other side? Think about what you called the other, the freaking name of this thing that when you go into it, Everything you have digitally, you own it. You can prove it, it's on the blockchain. You can verify your identity. You can be anybody you want when you're in there. On your profile, you can set it to whatever you want, but it's gonna be connected back to you and your identity verified by, in this case, Clear and Microsoft. And let's
0: not forget, Microsoft, who owns LinkedIn, who now has a partnership with Clear, had, and I still think does still have this product called Microsoft. Passport, If you recall, it's branded with a little butterfly whose wings are the colors of the Windows Windows. Oh, geez. (laughs) And when Microsoft Passport becomes your credentials to the business metaverse, because that's what we, Microsoft, do. Look at our software. It helps you do business. Look at our partnerships. It helps you fly on airplanes. Don't worry about that Apple metaverse over there. That's just entertainment. That's just, just games. that's just that's just watching TV and movies. They, don't even, they won't even seed games to them. Because Microsoft's like, no, no, we're not seeding games to Apple. We own Call of Duty. We, 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 we own real games. At
1: least we can let them use it for the next 10 years.
0: We, 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 we own where business people play games. <laughs> you and your little kitty kids can go to Apple and play. So, but now we're already seeing, like we said, these bifurcated, the metaverses, plural, are going to exist. And like you said, who are you when you go in? When I scan my face on my iPhone and jump into to a Brawl Stars, well, I'm my gaming persona. Right. But when I go to the airport and put my face in the clear machine, well, guess what? Now I'm on Microsoft's Passport. I,
1: I, <laughs> I can't really believe wild. I put this together as we're here and, really great. And flying through what all of this means to tie it all the way back to blockchain, regulatory markets. I talk about this. I am a broken record, but it is all shaping up. To form the pillars of a marketplace where businesses, consumers, retail investors, entrepreneurs, artists, creators, musicians, anyone who creates something using AI and publishes it to the internet, writers for Netflix shows are going to be able to confidently build, create, sell, transact in these new marketplaces without fear, with instant payments, owning what they create. I mean, I'm painting a very uh, not-too-far-off future when all of these pieces fall into place. The framework will be there for all of that. Call it the spatial computing world, the 3D Mm. web, whatever you want to call it. We're going to walk into it, and we are going to own our identities. It's going to be done on the blockchain. I, I couldn't be more bullish, actually. Microsoft and Clear, that's a... That's a real uh, signal uh, in the marketplace for sure.
0: My God, it's a huge signal. If Microsoft had events like Apple, that would be their one more thing. Apple trotting out Tim Cook. Sorry, Tim Cook. uh, Bob (laughs) Iger and and, and Disney is like Microsoft just – floating a little announcement right during a hurricane. Oh hey. We're partnering <laughs> with Clear, by the way. You're going to you're going to see Microsoft branded stanchions at every airport.
1: Oh, well, log in with your LinkedIn.
0: Log, log in with a... your LinkedIn right here and then you scan your eyes.
1: Yeah, look, this is like, this is amazing stuff. We keep your eyes peeled on Jackson Hole. Look for Fed announcements on Friday. We'll do it again on Friday if we if we read the tea leaves this week and it makes sense. Any final takes as we head into this kind of final week before Labor Day,
0: right? Like technically we got one more? I mean I guess we got one more and honestly I'm looking – we got to look at Friday as we head towards this full moon. Um, I just wonder too as we think about the the evolution of the Ukraine incursion, if Putin and if Russia really was absent from the BRICS conference that was happening in South Africa, I think that's another weird signal. The fact that nobody really talks about how Vitalik Buterin is actually Russian. I mean, I guess he's technically Canadian, but he is very Russian. And so there's never, there's never any questions about his affinity for any specific country. Like if there's, that's to me, is something that feels like there's a shoe that's going to drop there. Because if the American government really wants to play that card and start playing, like, American-made crypto... They're going to have a hard sell reigning in Ethereum the same way they could sell the narrative around Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. So I'm wondering how the politics of the creators, how can the United States kind of navigate around that? Can they just make, I guess if they make a Bitcoin ETF, an Ethereum ETF, doesn't matter who created it. Satoshi Nakamoto and Vitalik Bittering can just go off to the side because we have these American versions. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe that's the way they do it. So I'm looking for that. What's the geopolitics this week? What's going to be the big news?
1: Love it. It's a good thing he sent a million dollars over to Brian Armstrong. We will leave it there. We'll do it again, sir. Thank you very much. Talk to you
0: soon. Thank you. That's all the time we have for Off the Record, On the Rocks. Join us next week for news and all things crypto. Bring up the house lights. It's last call.